It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Welcome to the B movie breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. Sleepy Ryan. Sleepy Ryan. I was sleepy See? Gina for part of it. Do you hear him snoring? Yes. Sleepy Ryan. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the B-Movie Breakdown, and this is a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, home the good, the bad, the what the fuck. This week's movie was not so much uh, humorous. Uh, it was a kind of enjoyable. It wasn't It wasn't awful. I, f- I don't think it was awful. I, just, I remember. It was just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, each like every time someone does Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Lon Chaney one is kind of like the famous one, right? Yeah. But it's like part of the universal... I like the Dick Cheney one better. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Where he actually shoots somebody. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> he was playing uh, John Wilkes Booth. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Lincoln Spoiler di- alert. Spoiler alert. Lincoln dies. Whoopsies. Each week's movie will be re- revealed in the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. You can listen if you, if you subscribe on iTunes on our website, bnbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site, our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bnbpodcast, or on Facebook. Uh, this week's movie was The Phantom of the Opera from 1989, uh, a movie that I didn't realize existed uh, until recently. Uh I, I really like Robert England. I feel like sometimes he's overlooked because he was Freddy Krueger. And people kind of just... Oh, that's Freddy. I, I think he's more known as Buck. As Buck? Yeah, <laughs> and he's here to fuck. Eaten alive. Oh, that's right. He wasn't eaten alive. Forgot about that. See, whenever I hear that line, I always think of Kill Bill. Cause yeah. they say that in Kill Bill as well. But I'm sure Tarantino pulled it from Eaten Alive. But I do, I forgot that um, Robert England isn't Eaten Alive. But yeah, Robert England, he's never, he hasn't been in like all of like the greatest movies of all time. But I thought he did a really good job in this movie. Yeah. I thought like, as far as things go, I expected like... Some cheesiness yeah, out of this. I as to wh- it to be way more cheesy than that. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, Robert England, you know, he he's done some, like, more serious things in his early career, and then he once he did Nightmare on Elm Street, it was horror movies from there on out, but... Um, and the, it definitely has more of a, like, a horror twist on the Phantom of the Opera stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, uh, it Some more, like, violence... Mm-hmm. And goriness and things like that, but it, it wasn't as cheesy as uh, the nightmare movies. Oh no! Turned into, I guess, because the first one's not so cheesy. It's more of a serious horror movie than the rest of them um, turned into. But I didn't think he was that awful in that. I didn't think this movie was all that bad. I don't think it was amazing. Uh, yeah. It I, was just a sleep sleep. I kind of feel like it was a movie. It was very slow paced. It was made out of it was juice. It was slow paced, and I don't know if that is a testament to the, you know, like the novel or play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a novel originally, and this is more based on the novel than it is based on the Andrew Lloyd Webber play. 
I was reading a com- comparison with the original and other versions, and it says in this version of the Phantom, Phantom of the Opera, the main action is trans- transferred from LaRoe's Paris Opera House to a London Opera House of the same time period. But unlike the original and most other adaptations, there's no falling chandelier scene. Yeah, that's where... Yeah, uh, however, in many respects, this film is more faithful to the spirit and letter of the original than any other adaptation. Wow, jeez. That's saying a lot. Yeah, so this is a movie that is greatly overlooked, apparently, as far as adaptations of the Phantom of the Opera go. I, I mean, I've never heard anybody ever mention this movie. Uh-uh. I never even knew it existed. I knew that they made one a few years ago, and I know the original with Lon Chaney, uh, that's kind of like the I came telltale... From the Andrew Lloyd Webber school. Yeah, and then there the... was the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical... That kind of I made it into the, the more the you saw it six times. No, I said ninety six, but uh, I was exaggerating, I guess. But I also really in, liked Cats. I was in grade school. No, I never saw Cats. It was Les Mis, this, and Joseph and the Amazing Tech Color Dream Coat that I saw. Like, I have all the weird like memorabilia shirts, earrings. I don't know. I was a fucking nerd. I couldn't help it. Or, whatever, man. Kind of the opera is pretty sweet. There's a sh- the chandelier like literally comes down from the rafters on you when you go see it, like in the theater. Oh, it's pretty sweet. That sounds like a lie. But yeah, it says that in this movie there was uh, a lot of the stuff in the original novel, like the way certain people were died and things like that. Uh, were killed or were died? Were were killed, <laughs> like the way they died. But they actually he happened. Actually killed them. Yes. What? In the original novel. Only, uh, uh, except for the character Caroletta, whose head was in the punch bowl or yeah. whatever, she survives. But it says uh, Richard, who is Ra- Raul in the original, is mm-hmm. actually set on fire. And the rat catcher guy, who is mainly left out of most adaptations, but he was in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had like a grisly fate in the sewer, not necessarily as gruesome as this movie did. But uh, I think one one good thing about this movie was definitely the makeup effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did a really good job, especially the scene where he's taking off everything. And I I think Gross. most Phantom of the Opera movies never really have something like that where he's disguising himself. Well, not no. actually disguising himself, but rebuilding his face. Mm-hmm. It's when the, he wears a mask. Yeah, it's like and a half-face like uh, yeah, mask. The, and he was doing the half-face thing where he would cover it up when he's walking... Covering up the, with a weird scarf. But he was only covering it up, and it wasn't even like he was disfigured it. Mm-hmm. He had stitched... Scars, yeah. He had st- yeah. face back he on. He wanted to be Darkman. Yeah, yeah, Darkman or The Shadow, that's what it kind of looked like. Uh, but both this movie, I mean... Is before the Dark Man easily, I'm sure, right? 89? Dark Man was like 91, yeah, 92. Dark Man was 90s. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, there was also a surprise. I didn't know Molly Shannon yeah, was in this that was movie. Weird. It was pretty weird to see her. I don't know what she. Maybe this might have been her the first movie she ever did. That's a good choice, Phantom of the Afra. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> to get into the... Well, that's like I told you about the girl that played What's-Her-Face, Christine. And it was bothering me the whole movie that she was from something. Yes, this was literally the first the thing first Molly movie. Shannon was ever in. First looked... TV show, like, movie, anything. She was in this before she was in anything else. 
And after this, she wasn't even in many movies until she played a homeless lady in Lawnmower Man 2. Oh, my God. Lawnmower <laughs> Man. We yeah. should watch Lawnmower Man. She was on some... Just twin, in general. She was on some episodes of uh, In Living Color, various characters. Or, Walk on the moon, float like a balloon. And I used she, to love In Living Color. She was on Ellen. Bunch of garbage, nothing. 90s TV. Sister, sister. Sister. Yeah, so literally the first thing Molly Shannon like really ever did before she did SNL or anything or was this movie. So that's just for five minutes in a super cool Phantom of the Opera movie. So it's pretty pretty weird for sure. Uh, yeah, the movie starts off. It starts off weird though because as a, as far as adaptation goes, this the core of it I'm sure is faithful. Mm-hmm. The beginning and end not as much. I don't really understand why they did the beginning and end the way they did it. I Maybe to put their own little twist on yeah. it. Uh, other than that, because it starts off in modern day New York. Well, modern day is 1989 New York. and Towers. Towers there, everywhere. Yeah, there's towers as in the Twin Towers. There's towers as in Tower Records. There was even a producer with the last name Tower. Conspiracy? I Bunch think so. Foreshadowing. Mm, so much foreshadowing. It's, uh, it's just, we'll never know. It's out of control. But yeah, and so it starts off in the beginning with this Christine character, and she is looking for the perfect piece for her audition. Yeah. And Molly Shannon is some sort of like bookkeeper Super or something. Super book nerd. Yeah, she was, she's just she in a basement with a million a, books. Uh, <sighs> She was working for a rare and discontinued bookstore. Whoa. Yeah, there was tons of books in there. And she was like, her friend came in, she's like, like what I found. And that was like some weird old piece of music, Kinda right? It remembered me, or reminded me of, uh, what was that Johnny Depp movie? Was that From Hell? Yeah. Where he was like the book dealer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like all the shops he went into in that movie were... Exactly like the one that she worked in. Yeah. And the piece of music that she was looking for or found was Don Juan Triumphant. And it was this piece written by Eric Dessler, Uh who is the Phantom of the Opera. And she goes to... Well, she is first... the The weird part... These are the parts that make no sense and are the troublesome parts of this movie. Hmm. Is when she's looking through the book... And all of a sudden, blood on her hands. Oh, yeah, she's like, whoa! And then blood disappears. And then you're kind of like, oh, this, I didn't, I thought the movie was going to stay weird. Like, like not like cheesy. weird, but like in modern time. Oh, right. I didn't know that well, it was going to transport. Well, they probably thought during the 80s if they were just like, here's a time, what you call it. The movie uh, could exist from like the time period it's supposed to take place. A period in. piece. Boring. Yeah, who wants it to see... It was partially boring. It was boring. There were parts of this that were boring, for sure. I mean, but from it's what just I like, thought, expected. It's just like, yeah, but... Well, Tim like, Curry came in and did the time warp, so... Yeah. I wish he would 1881? Who wants to see that shit? We give... <laughs> all we care about is 1989 right now. Tw- time warp. Uh, yeah, so she's at her audition. She's singing. Molly Shannon's playing the piano for her. Everyone's like... Oh my god, this is the greatest thing. The director, like, sits up in his chair more. Oh yeah, it was like, huh? The stagehands are, like, looking over the side. Everyone's all, like, up in arms over this. And then this is, she gets hit in the head with a fucking bag. <laughs> a, like sandbag. a sandbag. Yeah, a sandbag. One, one of the counterweights for the backdrop. Yeah, yeah so. she gets hit in the head with, like, 
with a sandbag and is knocked unconscious and thrown through a mirror. Yeah. Well, there's, like, a lot of weird spinning <laughs> interspliced yeah. with... Right here, it was very weird because it was, like, audition, the bag fell, hit her... She goes through, there's horses. There's like spinning through the air like, no! There's like a guy like talking. And it, it, was, it was very confusing at this point. And all of a sudden, it's 1881. <laughs> and you uh, you were convinced it was time travel. I thought that he like... I thought that this he was like is, in This is so much more fantastical. He like sucked her, sucked her back in time and wanted her so bad. Because he heard she was such a good singer saying that part so great. It was like... Get back into the past and like sucked her through a time. That's a much more fantastical thing that actually happened. Well, then I was like, well, she probably just got bonked on the head, like fucking what you call it style, Wizard of Oz. But it was, but it wasn't. I know, that's what I'm saying. So it was partially that he liked her so much he sucked her back. Well, he didn't suck her back in time, it actually just happened back then. Like, there was another Christine then. She was li- like, reliving a life. Yes, it's almost like... Life. Well, like in Highlander, like, he keeps oh, falling geez. in love with, like, the same woman. But it's not the same woman, it's like the timeline. I understand. It's an ancestor. Yeah, like an ancestor of this woman, and she always looks the same. I got it. Like that. Well, whatever happened, it was so weird. It didn't make any sense. She woke up with a fez on her head, playing like a boy or something. I don't know. What that <laughs> was that what was going on? I don't know. She was playing a boy? She wasn't playing a good part. They Like, she was playing a shitty part. And then it wasn't until that lady got grabbed by the skinless man. Yeah. Oh, well, and then it, skipping I mean, ahead, it, it, skipping ahead. You're, you're cut pretty, I mean... Straight to him putting skin on his face. Yeah. You're introduced to the Phantom very early on. And immediately he ends up killing this stagehand. He killed him because he was criticizing Christine. Like making fun of her in some sort of way. I think he was mad he bopped her on the head. Alright, yeah. I don't really know what was happening. I think that anybody he killed was because they did... protecting her. They wronged her in some sort of way. He was obsessed with her. And then when he killed him... What did he say? You're suspended? Yeah, he's like, I don't remember the words leading up to it, but I just remember him being like, you're suspended, and then he pushed him, and this rope, like, was like, around his ankle, and then he fell off the rafter, upside down, and was suspended from the rafter. And then (laughs) he, like, hoisted him back up, and when he hoisted him back up, the momentum that he would keep going up through the air, he just waited for him and, like, stuck his knife out. And as the blood, like, sprayed on his face, she made this sick, like, coming face, like, oh, yeah, blood, vengeance, blood. And, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. And then the cut scene cut after that. So there are, like, the more cheesy, there were, like, cheesy yeah, there were some. elements in it. And and then there were those scenes, like, it's, it's, well, there's one after this, when she's just by herself singing to herself. That was the worst. <laughs> it was pretty weird and random. She even did it in the beginning of the movie when she was reading through the book. She's like, Don Juan. Well, yeah. Even, well, that's when like she and Molly Shannon are talking, and she's like, "Did you know he was a killer?" And she was like, "Oh, but his words are so nice." Oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like there were parts of this movie where I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a musical." <laughs> yeah. And then they, okay, it wasn't a musical, but then there was these random parts yeah. where they would just sing. But then when she's by herself. 
there's a like he's talking to her. Yeah, he's like, hey, and his but face is like how in what he's projecting his voice. I don't know if it's because he has, I think she can. He has some him. sort of like fantastical powers where he can project his voice through he's fire, a phantom, and things like that. Well, she can see him like she could see he was illuminated by some kind of blue light. And he had, like, fire on his face, but, like, reflected fire. I don't know. It was wearing a hood. And he was like, yeah, great. I well, really like the, you. In this version of the of the Phantom of the Opera, he is burned by the touch of the devil. And the <laughs> devil like is played by a midget. A very scary midget. Uh, yeah. But then know. there was and also... his voice was really but, weird. But the thing is, there was there was the midget, but then it was also during that same scene, a man in a red outfit who yeah, was like was a devil, the... devil person, like, making somebody sign their soul. Yeah, but that was on the the opera, in the opera. That was actually happening in the opera? Yeah. Are we sure about that? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was in the opera. It was in the opera. I was lost because I thought we were just seeing a flashback and nothing else. And I was like, why is there a flashback within a flashback? I think, no. I think it was just symbolism. Yeah, it was like, that guy was all red. Yeah. But then the midget had like this super deep voice. Mm-hmm. He had a superimposed deep voice. He was no Peter. It was like, we are you must sign Do you want your music to live forever? Or yourself to live? But in reality... They both live forever. Well, he never... Except he was he, decomposing he, the entire movie. Yeah, he, he could never show his fate. Like, that was essentially the deal. Like, your music will live forever, but you'll never be able to have recognition for it because well, you're disfigured. Well, he never really he just went out and said, you know, that to him. He could have just went out and been like, you know what? Devil fucked up my face. <laughs> I wrote this shit. Give me some credit. Devil fucked up my face. I don't know about that. The, and the de- like the Nobody would have believed him. The midget guy just, like, puts his fingers on his forehead for like a few minutes and then it's like and it fucked up his entire face plus back and of his head and the wasn't dressed like a devil person he no, wasn't he dressed had, like a devil he had like weird crazy like curly he had eyebrows curly eyebrows and like some like weird little mustache going like oh he's a creepy little red, devil guy though. it was weird he was dressed in all black and he at first he was just like yes I like the way you play and like coming down the stairs and like talking to him he never said like Hey, I don't. I'm the devil. I'm gonna burn your face. Like these are. He just said, "Okay, I want." He said he's. He's. They said something about selling your soul to the devil. So that was where I understood that he was the devil. That's what he was doing. Yeah, but I didn't. I just felt like he didn't communicate very clearly who he was. Well, he probably he was just a midget, and all of a he sudden he grabbed his face. And it was Eric burnt. Dessler probably already knew that he was the devil, so he didn't know he needed to know again that he was the devil. We needed to know. But I not, guess not the character. That's why there was the other part with the opera, because we was like, in case these idiots don't understand this, midgets was... But I didn't understand the opera part. I understood the midget part more than I understood the opera part. I didn't understand some parts of this movie. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) And then, what you call it, I was glad that I got What's-Her-Face down, though. The Christine girl from... What was it? A Stranger Calls? When A Stranger Calls? Uh, When A Stranger Calls Back. Back. That's That's a strange pull. I don't know how many people that have... I've never seen When a Stranger it's Calls scared, Back. You know why? Because it scared the fucking shit out of me when I was little. I've seen When a Stranger Calls, oh. the original. I've never seen When a Stranger the Calls Back. The other one is like, yeah, after the kids... The kids, like, die or something, and she has, like, their... 
clues in her apartment. And this, in this one, like, too, the killer guy, like, paints his body all weird colors what? and stands up against a wall and, like, hides from her. I think that's the second one. I don't remember. The second one is Carol King, right? She's in both of them. Oh. Uh, I don't know. She's in the original that. one. She's like much younger in the original one. He's still trying to come after her in the second one though, because the kids are dead and I remember she has like their clothes hanging in her closet. Carol Kane. Why do you keep Kane. saying King? I don't know. It's the wrong person. Carol King's a singer. Isn't yes. She? Yeah. Carol Kane's the one that talks like this. She, that she does. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I don't know. Why do they make a sequel to it? Like, when there's Stranger Calls. I think he... Before there was Scream, there was The Stranger. The, the, both of them scared me equally, though, about Home Invaders, because there is a part he, like, paints his whole body to match this brick or something that someone has in their house, and he just stands up against it, and you can't see him until he opens his eyes, and he, like, lunges out and kills her. Is Carol Kane still her, alive? I thought so. Oh, yeah, she was on Girls mm-hmm, last season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember now. I wonder how Lena Dunham's doing on Saturday Night Live. Or did, already, probably. I don't know what time it's it is. It's still going. It's still going. She uh, probably hasn't shown her boobs yet, so... Well... You know I she wonder wants if they'll to. make fun of girls. I hope so. I wonder if they'll make fun of her boobs. Probably. They're pretty slopey. Sausage patties. Sausage patties? I don't know. You think her boobs look like sausage patties? <laughs> sausage patties are flat. <laughs> and round. I thought her But they're round the like, other way. They're not round like the way boobs are round. I thought her boobs were like slopey. Her boobs aren't round. They're more like right, they're more like flat foot long hot dogs. <laughs> flat foot long hot dogs. <laughs> Just dangling there all desiccated and disgusting. I don't think that's what they look like. Sounds like chopped Jeez, up hot dogs. Wrong. Like I a bunch of mutilated like weird... So you're saying that they look like mutilated hot dogs? No, just desiccated, no, long just and dried out. Long, flat. I would say like more like, like, like small, like road cones that were run over a few times. Whoa, I just think they're slopey. Yeah, they're like cone. She just has a weird case of like fat little girl boobs, where it's like the boobs are little, and she has a big belly. And they're just awkwardly weird looking against yeah. the rest of her body. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I I would rather look at her boobs and her naked than, like, that one... Ep- we watched the one episode of the beach one or whatever. Or I did. Yeah. Where she was, like, in the bikini the whole time. That was painful. It was very gross. It was. It was painful. I'd, my, I'm a very, like, my, open about show your body or whatever. Yeah. If you had, like, don't... Fat shaming, whatever. Who cares? But that... Why? Mainly, too much is too much. Mainly my concern was, well, it was too much. And also, I just was bothered that she just never changed her clothes. I was like, everybody else has changed and their clothes. And they went to the store and like, told her she wouldn't be able to. They went to the store and she's like, yeah. you can't go in there like that. And then she's like, yeah, I can. It's a beach town. And they're like, this is sick. Get out. <laughs> she could have changed her clothes. Well. Got that rotten crotch. She's a writer. She got that Mary Jane she rotten crotch. She gritty kitty. Was that gritty kitty? There was this girl in my office. <laughs> the sand in the vagina. There was yeah, rotten crotch. The other day, this girl, staff I work with, was like, get the sand out of your vagina. And this other girl I work with didn't know what that meant. And she was like 23. And I was like, do you don't know, like, the instance of, like, 
the instance of getting sand in your vagina, that's not where you don't. Is she was a like, she like didn't understand. Well, no, she like had never heard of the phrase like sand in the vagina or the like. I don't know. Sandy she just, she didn't understand what the phrase vagina. meant when she said, "Get the sand out of your what vagina." About stick in the ass. I mean, I don't know how that really correlates to. Well, I mean, it's just an uncomfortable thing that could happen to your body. I've never just had a why, stick in my why ass. Why are you having? Why do you have st- a stick in your ass? <laughs> I don't think the it's... expression. Yeah, it's an expression. Yeah. Get like, the stick like, out of your yeah. ass. Yeah. Like sand. I understand that. It's just an uncomfortable thing yeah. to have. But, right. But you shouldn't have sticks in your ass. You shouldn't have sand in your vagina, but it But happens. that happens more than just an accidental stick in the ass. Yeah, it's not like... It says you. How many, how many accidental <laughs> sticks are going into your ass, Ryan? Every fucking ER visit. I don't know how it happened. I fell on it. Uh-huh. What? I don't know. What did he say when he woke up in the middle of the movie? Oh, Ryan fell asleep halfway through, and then he woke up and said, Someone died in your department. Wouldn't you want to switch schools, too? <laughs> I think, yeah, that's what he said. Just, or if that many people died in your department, wouldn't you switch I was schools? Quite, I meant theater. I, I was quite I lost. Said school. Yeah, he meant theater. I, yeah, I was sleepy. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, are you asleep? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. No shame in my game. No what shame. What else happened? I don't well, there was the well, there was the bathtub scene, uh, where the woman was in the bathtub and then she found oh, the dead body. Yeah. That was like it was like it was the first introduction <coughs> to that he is skinning people alive for their skin mm. to rebuild his face over and over again. Uh, other other than that, I I wasn't too <coughs> sure. And then, then you weren't even sure that that's what he was doing yet. Yeah, I didn't know what like, he was I was doing just like, oh, he skinned him. I was like, oh. And then I he figured it out when he was skinning somebody else. Well, like, like the opening scene, he was sewing patches of flesh to I didn't know thing. where they came from. Yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't know where it came from, so I don't fucking I know. I just assumed it was from a human. Could have been pig face. Could have been from anywhere. So I don't know. Then when, okay, so when there was that skinned corpse in the closet that she found... <laughs> Eli Roth. And then he, like, woke back up and was like, and he, like, lunged. I thought it was funny because she did, like, this little boop, 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 like, in the Yeah, that was weird. It was a very, like, comical moment. because she was wearing a towel. Well, then he, like, pulled... And he grabbed the towel and unraveled it. But then she also started slipping on the blood. So she was, like, a human top. Yeah. But then, but it was like, It was very comical, the way her feet were moving and, like, she, like, fell back. It was very, like, silly. And then she screamed so loud that she lost her voice. Yeah. couldn't do the role. That's just cray. I think it's a common occurrence. <laughs> and Robert England also, when his face was all stitched together, and he was just like the Phantom without the fucked up face, he looked like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, when he was coming into the booth. Or, or David Lee Roth. Or David Lee Mostly Roth. Mostly like Mrs. Doubtfire. Depending on when it, if, how long his hair was at the time. The scene from Mrs. Doubtfire where Robin Williams gets caught by the job lady with no makeup on. He just has to wear that thing and put the the pie on his face. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Hello. He looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. He did. It was pretty... Pretty darn weird. And he got his own special chair because he haunts. One thing I want to know about the Phantom, what was the deal with the coins? It was just his way did of we being have, like... It was his calling card? I guess, yeah. Like, why did he put one on the seat when he left? He pooped it on he the seat. He was like, this is my... Thanks for the show. 
I feel like that's what it was. And then you put a rose there. Yeah. Like, who was, gonna, who was supposed to find this? Oh, the phantom left. Because no one else sat in that seat. But then why would anybody go check? It's like Santa Claus when he leaves you milk and cookies. Or the tooth fairy. But it's not like Santa Claus when he leaves gold coins when he, when he, the Because, yeah. one, Santa Claus doesn't leave milk and cookies. You leave them for Santa or, Claus. Yeah, but then they're eaten. So you come back they're and you e- always look they're, to see that they're, they're eaten. They're eaten by... <laughs> Um, your parents. Your parents, not a, not a man who actually exists. <laughs> because the Phantom did in fact exist. He was a man. Well, my dad exists, and he ate the milk and cookies. Yeah, but your dad's not Santa Claus. He had a Whoa. beard. <laughs> Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. I ate a piece of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I was just, we're just gonna quote Happy Gilmore for the rest of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just the coin thing was kind of weird. I guess it was his calling card, and then but he put it, it on people's eyes. Yeah, when he well, killed it's, them, it's for when you die. You can you can pay. Uh, yeah, the ferry. But also, he used it as payment when yeah, he paid a whore. Well, he Hoover. left it under her pillow because she lost the tooth. 33 minutes into the movie, because she lost it. He's not only the Phantom of the Opera; he's the Tooth Fairy. Of the opera. Yeah. <laughs> of, the, of whores. Of whores. Of whores, Ryan. Whores. Not opera. Whores don't like opera. That's This movie taught me one thing. That one... It was whores don't like the opera. That one whores prostitute... Whores are so dumb, they probably use the Internet Explorer. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess. The one prostitute, like, didn't even... There was really... <laughs> I still got that one. <laughs> just I don't continue. know what that meant. I just it was weird. The one prostitute that he was with, he like, he's like, no, trying to not let her see his face. But then there were, it wasn't dark in the room they were in. I well, just don't understand how she couldn't have been like, oh, this guy's fucking. Well, well you got to think of movie lighting. Money. You got to think of movie lighting though. I guess. Like in movies, they'll shut the light off in a room, and you can still see the characters. Right. Because it's the lighting. So you can still see the characters. It just seems silly. They need to make a movie with realistic lighting. You probably so you couldn't see anybody. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there was a sequel. That, to this. Yes, that was being planned, called Phantom of New York. Oh my god! But like, it was like, never shot. Like Hercules in New York. Yeah, except or, for or, this actually did set up how it could be a Phantom in New York. Or, or like, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Jason on a boat. <laughs> That's what the movie should have been called, Jason on a boat. But they called it Jason Takes Manhattan because we get 30 minutes of him in New York. But he does punch a guy's head off, so it's pretty sweet. Um, apparently, also, there, there's a disclaimer at the end of this movie that says, This motion picture is not associated with any current or prior stage play or motion picture of the same title. Well, I had to. Why? It's like, we don't know them. Like, yeah, they wanted to be better because they were the most faithful adaptation yeah. of, of this work. We're not singing like that Andrew Lloyd Webber guy. Well, there's apparently been, according to, in 2007, there were 40 adaptations of this. Uh, shorts, cartoons, TV. That makes sense. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. The Enduring Creeper story. Yes. Unrequited love from a fucking weirdo stalker with a fucked up face. It happens in real life. It does happen in real life. More so, it usually just happens at the bar. 
creepers when with fucked up faces. Drunk. Yeah, and then you turn. And you and turn around like, and you touch their face and their skin starts falling off. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, I love you. Well, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. That but doesn't happen. I was never the type to get it to the end of the night where I looked a- across the bed and was like, what the fuck? I never was like that. I made sure that those guards were up before I ever even took a sip of alcohol. And just be like... I would sick my bitchy friends on whoever came over to talk to me if I went out. It's like, why are you here? Who are you? Leave us alone. Like that. Mm. I'd just be like, guys, just watch me. She's great at parties. <laughs> Go away. You have to be careful. Otherwise you could get phantomed. So that, that's another lesson learned from this movie. Mm-hmm. Be careful or you're going to get phantomed. Mm-hmm. Always have a backup. He was phantoming a lot in this movie, uh, aside from his uh, love of whores. He was very picky when choosing a whore, too. <laughs> so at least he has some standards yeah. when, when choosing his whore. Well, what did he tell the one, you know, nothing of devotion or something yeah. weird? And then he just, and then the other one was just like, hello. He was and like, they, oh, yeah. I'll go with you. No, and then he was like, there was like, and then he was like, no, and then he walked down the stairs, and then he saw the other one, and he just, she just walked by him, and she wasn't even interested in him, and then he just put his arm. Oh, out. that's why, because she played hard to get. Yeah, so he like no a whore ch- that plays hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> well. And then thirty three minutes into the movie, there were boobs. Yeah. Yep. Um, I wrote a quote on. I don't know. I can't read what this says. <laughs> um, but yeah, the main, the main, one big thing in this movie is that uh, that nobody thinks that Christine can pull this off. Yeah, she nobody sucks. will sell. She won't sell tickets. Like nobody wants to see this. Bill Nighy is a uh, oh the yeah. manager of the theater because the one guy was the owner, Richard, who fell in love with Christine. Mm-hmm. But Bill Nighy was like his assistant or. Co-owner. Manager or something like that. A young Bill Nighy. A youngish. He wasn't that young. He was, he was only, youngish. This was only 25 younger years than, ago. No, younger than Love Actually, love, which I hate, but y- it's younger a than, point. Y- Younger than I, Frankenstein. Shaun of the Dead. Young Frankenstein. That's a better reference no, because sick. it's a movie we watched on for this podcast. Never. What do you mean never? No, I don't like it. Uh, I'd have to say, if I had to pick a favorite part in this movie, I really like the part with him and the three, like, street toughs. Oh, yeah. I did kind of enjoy that part. It was, like, him taking them on, and it was, like, a little little tiny fight scene, and he cut all, murdered them all, and he's fainting all over the place. Didn't he smush one in the, is that the one? No, no that was in the bathhouse. Was... Okay, got it. But I, I kind of liked how he was, like, phantoming all over. He was just, like, appearing. Now you see. Yeah, he would go across the room yeah. and be like, here I am. That was when I thought maybe it was going to turn more into a horror movie. And then it didn't, but then it did in spots, but then it didn't, but then it did in spots. That's why it was weird. Yeah, but the fan, he kills a critic who wrote a bad review. Yeah. Uh, for Christine in a bathhouse, Death by Towel. You guys said he gouged his eyes out. That's what it looked like. Okay, I do understand. I understand the sockets are bleeding, but all he did was wrap a towel around the guy's head and tie it really tight and pull on it. I I don't know what happens in bathrooms. Maybe there was so much pressure that his eyes popped. Yes, death by towel. Okay. Yeah, and he also skinned that guy, and he skinned the three dudes in the alleyway. Mm -hmm. He's skinning everybody. He needs a face. Yes. Uh, there's also that scene where she's in the graveyard. I don't know why she, she was... She was there visiting her father's grave. Yeah. She thought it was her dad who was talking to her the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he was, like, playing a fucking violin. And he's playing the violin, 
And then that Richard guy shows up at the graveyard. Why was he like, no, Christine, no. Like, oh, because she was, like, going off with him. But she, he didn't know. He didn't know, think he the didn't know existed. who that was. Yeah, I don't know. So I didn't know why he was there, like, screaming and throwing a fit. Yeah, and then she, when she goes with the Phantom down to his lair, she's like, where are you taking me? Like, he wasn't even kidnapping her. <laughs> she voluntarily... He went down there. He was like, oh, you want to see my man cave? Maybe he glamoured <laughs> her, like, on True Blood. Well, he put a ring on her finger. He liked it, yeah. so he put a ring there on you it. Yeah, I knew yeah. that was coming. Yeah. Beyonce there. And another, oh, another weird part in this movie was the police officer that was hired to investigate the murders and things. He, from Scotland Yard, he... They had that weird conversation in a church. Mm-hmm. Like, why do they have it there? And then he kept having to tell the guy to be quiet. When? When they had the conversation in the church. They're in the pews, and they're sitting there. He's like, shh. Yeah. He's I don't like, remember that. ground. Like, why was he telling him, why would they even meet there if you can't even talk about anything? You gotta be quiet. <laughs> you gotta be covert. Yeah, it was very weird. And that's when he told him that he, like, that he figured out the Phantom was an actual real... Guy. ...thing, yeah. And then that, that's when they show that scene of him pulling off the skin... The wig comes off. The teeth That's come out. That's what I saw. That, actually, that might have been my favorite part of the movie because it was just very well done uh, as far as makeup effects go and things like that. The skin cutting off, throwing the nose off. He had like a plastic... Yeah, it was like a plastic weird ...fake nose. nose to put under his nose. How did he make that in 1881? <laughs> it was a very nice. Very well made. I was very impressed. Like his, his it was work. just a piece of plastic. I don't. But know. it looked just yeah. like a note. Like he did a very good job. I don't know how he decided to, how he did this. But it was like fishbone or something. It was. It looked like glass. Like yeah, maybe, maybe glass blowing. I don't know. I was like, wow, it's very well fabricated. I, I was just kind of thrown away. I didn't even think of that because it did look like plastic. Yeah. Uh, then there was that mask party. The he masquerade. Had, he had the uh, yeah masquerade. The paper mache skull man. Yeah, he had a paper mache. Like a candy skull. Or I'm gonna say it was a real skull. I don't know about that. Because he's a murderer. Head inside of a real skull, a he's, human head. He's putting people's skin on his face. Yeah, but that doesn't mean his head can fit in a different person's skull. It didn't fit on it perfectly. It kind of fit. It was the skull was smaller. I don't know. It didn't look like a Homo sapien skull. Probably like Australopithecus. Oh my god. Of course, man. I don't, oh don't agree god. with them. Oh my god. That it was so wide. It, it was wasn't. He killed like... a wide person's face. Oh, wide, a wide, wide person's face. A wide-faced person. Kill that face. He, I don't know. He, he I killed that face was, so good. I think it was like paper mache. It was probably paper mache. See, what, where is he getting all these source, resources when he's down he's in this dungeon? He's had to make his face his whole life. That takes some ingenuity. Yeah. I guess I don't. I don't know, uh, <laughs> and and I didn't understand why the rat collector guy, the peasant who like kept his like yeah. layer clean and stuff, his like layer janitor guy. Why was he gonna sell him out so quickly? Offered more, offered more money. Doesn't want to deal with him. <laughs> sick putting his face on all the time. <laughs> well, this guy's a be, fucking rat collector. I don't want to be that guy's lackey. This guy's a fucking rat catcher. He just makes him happy. He doesn't have to put his face back on. He's I just guess. playing with some rats. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and then he murdered that guy. Yeah, he did murder him. Because he was a turncoat. He was going to sell him out in a second. Yeah, it was. I was, I was just like, I can't believe you murdered that guy. Um, 
But yeah, then they're in the Phantom's lair. There's like a huge kind of fight. Uh, he's tricking them constantly, being phantomy all mm-hmm. over the place. He rips the one guy's heart out. Yeah. The the second cop, like the partner to the main oh, cop. Yeah. He ripped. Well, he killed the one cop who was the only cop dressed as like a police officer. He cut slit that guy's throat, and then that guy got shot like six times by the other cop on accident. And then he ripped that guy's heart out, and then he stabbed Richard and set him on fire. You gotta do what you gotta do. Which I think he just backed him into a wall full of candles. Yeah, he did. He backed him up against a big thing of candles, yeah. and then he was just, I looked up and he was just on fire. And then Christine and the cop shoot him. Mm-hmm. They're both shooting the phantom. He's apparently dying. So you're assuming he's die, like about to die. She pushes a candle stand into a mirror because she knows... Like, this is why I didn't understand. Like, how did she figure out? Like, this is when she knew she was dreaming. Like, this was like the scene, like, oh, I'm dreaming. I need to get out of here. Like Inception. Yeah, I guess, but without the actual realizing she you're dreaming. A kick. Then it was not a lucid dream. It was her just... She had to pee. Yeah. Oh, I had to pee. And right. And I woke up. Or she, she just, or she just woke up from being unconscious. And if she had really had to pee in her dream, she would have dreamt that she was going to the toilet. That's not true. It is true. No, when I have to pee, I wake up in the middle of the night. When I, mean, I have to pee, I dream that I'm going well, to the bathroom. That's, that's, that's you, though. Every single time. Well, when I have to pee, sometimes I'm having like a nightmare. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I have to pee. Okay. But you do have you get nightmares if you have to pee when you yeah. just go to sleep, yeah. Yeah, but Maybe I don't... that's what happened to her. a toilet. I'm not afraid of toilets. She got knocked on the head. She had had to pee really bad while she was giving her performance. She had all kind of fucked up nightmares about it. And then her body was like, you get to the bathroom mirror and appeal yeah. yourself on the stage. She breaks the mirror. It goes back to modern day. Everyone's concerned. Like, you got the role. Like, Wizard of Oz time. Yeah, it was very Wizard of Oz-like. And then Robert England is the produce, uh, producer of this yeah. play. Or musical, or opera, what what have you. She's like a namby-pamby. He starts kind of like putting the moves on her a little bit. Next thing you know, they're at his apartment. Yeah, that moved pretty fast. Yeah, it was very quick. Maybe she really wanted the role, so she was willing to do anything for this role. She is messing around on his computer and... Sees the Don Juan triumphant music mm-hmm. uh, on a uh, floppy disk, puts it in, listens to some MIDI files <laughs> of the of the Don Juan triumphant as he's in his room. Uh, what did he have to go back there for? Like a scarf or something? Uh, I don't know. Scarf. Uh, he, well, he Super came back classy. with a scarf on, so I don't know. He was like, I forgot my scarf. It's like a theater it. director. He has a ponytail. Yeah. yeah. He's like meek and soft spoken. Like, why would you? His apartment was very early nineties. That apartment. He had. He has a very early nineties apartment. Very. I mean, he had the ponytail. That was a very nineties. Well, that's 90s, Look, but also, I mean, I don't know. He's a theater director. Like, why would you even consider... He's a producer. Unless you thought he, or whatever. But what if he, if he... Why would you go back to his house with him if you... For the role. Yeah, but... He, he seemed gay. I would have been like, what's But he point? wasn't gay. He was the... He was the phantom. I understand. Because you go to his room, and he has, like, a little thing on his face, and he's like, what son of a bitch? And he, like... And then he opens up this case and he has all these faces so like because of like technological breakthroughs that he's been developing on his own I guess he has like other faces in like this cryogenic like containment center and he comes back and she's like 
He's like telling her, he's I don't know some sort of g- jargon bullshit. Yeah. And she and then she realized she's like you're him, and he's like well who do who else would you expect? So it was real. Everything that happened did happen. Why did she go with him then? If she was like, she didn't this know. This guy looks him. like the creeper. From but she my never dream. saw his like real face because she only saw his face when it was all fucking stitched you up. You keep saying no one ever saw his face, but his face was in the light and the dark, yes. running around. Yes, it was, it was in the light, but it was all stitched up and fucked up, Mrs. Doubtfire looking. When it's just normal Robert England, he does not look like <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. He just looks like a normal guy. Yes. This is just <laughs> well then. She, he, he's like, you have to choose the music or love. <laughs> and then they, they kiss, Ew. and then she rips his face off. Yeah. Ew. And I thought that was pretty neat. Like, she ripped And then his face, but his whole face came off, not just the spots. Yeah. I don't know, maybe over well, time. If you're gonna go over time, he realized, damage. I'm just going to cut the rest off and just make this one face thing. Because that's yeah. what he had. It was like a Oh yeah, then she totally just ripped. And then off. she rips the right, rips it off, and it's all black and gooey and like blah, all underneath. That was pretty cool. I liked how like you could still see some of the, some of the skin and scalp, and it was kind of like you could almost see underneath it. Yeah. It was it was it was kind of cool looking, and then she stabs him, and she's like, "Not forever," stabs <laughs> him, and she runs off with the Don Juan triumphant music, and rips it up and throws it down the sewer. No, it can ever know. Well, the key was because the only way he would stay alive forever and the music would live forever was that as long as nobody destroyed yeah. it. But then it existed in book form as well because she found the book. It would have existed everywhere then if he lived that long and it was hanging around. Maybe, maybe it had to be his copy. Maybe. It couldn't be a reprint. It had to be his copy printed from his By 1989 that? IBM printer. By the time she ripped his face off, I was done with this movie. She yeah, she throws it down the drain. He dies, like officially, like die apparently. And then she's walking down the street. There's a guy playing the violin, the same song that he was playing her in the graveyard. She tips the guy. She looks back. It's not him. Well, you don't see that it's not him because he never shows his face. But she's like, oh, reassurance, not him. Move on. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. But, yeah, this movie, it was just kind of was. It just kind of was, is, and yeah. just, yeah. I do like this one review I found on IMDb. It is quite hilarious. Uh, granted, this is from somebody from Malaysia. Oh, wow. Um, here we go. I never watched Phantom of the Opera 1989 yet, <laughs> but I would like to add some comment for Phantom of the Opera 2004. What? It is an excellent musical. I salute the scriptwriter. The cinematographer, also very good. The music, great. I love part when I, I saw Christine's eyes show some love towards Phantom. But I can stand to see Phantom sad when Christine told Raul that she loved him. <laughs> it is the only part makes me feel like my heart is broken. The idea Whoa. of the opera is great. When the ideas combine with music and other elements, it is majestic. He's so fa- talking about the Amanda Seyfried one. Yes. So far, I have no neg- negative comment for The Phantom of the Opera 2004. I have heard a comment from a mother of my friend said, Phantom, Phantom in 1989 opera, quite scary. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did some research on that, and yep, the mask quite scary. Hope to watch Phantom 1989 Opera very soon. To the scriptwriter, you've done remarkable work. Where did you get such idea? It once reminded me of my friend Max. See ya. Hope to <laughs> hope to see another great job from you guys. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I hope you guys do it again. That was from Hans. This reminds me of my friend Max. <laughs> Hans Zing from Malaysia wrote that review in April 2006. Wow. He really liked that Gerard Butler one. Yeah, I guess. Well, why would you put a review? Well, I know this the... isn't this one, but you'll get it over to the other guys. I'm sure all you phantoms know each other. Yeah, I don't know. There was like something. This one um, lady in Alaska loved this fucking movie. Well, she is living in Alaska, so she said the violence in it does not take away from the full impact of the story. It's just unnecessary violence, but it fits into the storyline. So, well, so, so it fits, but it's unnecessary. You know, so which one is it? People are to die. There, that's violent. Yeah, and she she said Robert England was perfectly cast. So there we go. It did play a pretty good creep. She but she said uh, Christine is disappointing. Well, she was like a wide-eyed like eighties. She was like that in what you call it too. The stranger calls back. She was just whatever. The only reason I remember is because she I confuse her with Winnie. The yeah. Wonder Years. Yeah, Winnie Winnie from the Wonder Years. The guy who directed this movie, he actually uh, before this directed Halloween Four, the Return of Michael Myers. So. The one uh, after the uh, mask incident, uh. he uh, directed Mark for Death, Marked for Death, yeah. Steven Seagal movie. He directed yeah. Free Willy Two, The Adventure Home, oh. Murder at Sixteen Hundred, Wesley Snipes, what? And then a fuckload of TV shows like Twenty Four, Prison Break, Dollhouse, Criminal Minds, Drop Dead Diva, Bones, Drop Dead Diva, The Wire. <laughs> no, not The Wire. One episode of X-Files. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I thought that was weird that this guy directed, the same guy directed this, and Steven Seagal went on to direct Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. Just weird. It, 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 and, and Anaconda, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Duh. Duh, because that, uh, duh moment. Uh, but yeah, this movie just was. It just was. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan. I it's. Know it. I thought there was going to be more to this than there was. It made Ryan go to sleep and think stuff was happening in a school. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know. Well, what do we decide we're watching next? So next, we are going to watch the. Oh yeah. Uh, nineteen ninety four. Fourth movie in the, uh, if you want to go into the, like, original slate of Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, uh, this has to be the worst one. Uh, it's, it's, I don't, I don't care for any of the prequels or remakes that have happened, uh, but this one is, it might not be as bad as those because it probably has some cheesy, cheesy good gore to it. It's fitting for the show. It is. It is. And uh, the movie we're talking about is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, starring Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two people who've won uh, Academy Awards yep. starring in this movie. Uh, you got to start somewhere. And they, they turned Leatherface into a... 
tranny in this movie. Spoilers, sorry. It's on the poster. He's a tranny. She. I don't. Regardless, why why did they do that? Uh, this movie well, had a budget of six hundred thousand huh. dollars, and it only made ninety four thousand dollars. Wow! I it might have been only released on video. I I can't. Tell I don't you. know. It might have been in theaters. I I don't really know. It, it's but it's the fourth movie in the original series of. Texas Chainsaw movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one's not as not that great either. I, I really like this. The first two, the third one, it is what it is. Uh, actually, Viggo Mortensen's in the third one. He plays one of the family members, bad guys. Does he show his butt? No, he doesn't show his butt. Uh-huh. But he is creepy and murdery. Viggo. In it. And the chainsaw in the third one's like... Yeah, very I long. That. It's very long and absurd, and it's engraved on it. it says the Saw's family. Oh, so God. it's a very absurd, campy. very campy. The trailer for the third one is absolutely hilarious and horrendous. But yeah, next week, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Uh, a little hard to find, as far as I've seen online. So uh, if you've seen it before, a lot of people have seen it because it's uh, fucking. Nice. It used to be on all the time when it came out. I remember seeing it on HBO and USA and TNT and shit like that. And every now and then you'll see it on like Encore, or yeah, IFC, least, or at something. At least like ninety four hundred people saw it in the theater. Four B movie breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. Sleepy Ryan. Sle- touch sleepy boobs. Touch sleepy boobs. Oh, that's not advised. As long as they don't wake up. It's the best of the worst. <laughs> <laughs>